Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Brendan Escott here with you steering the ship home as Bob with the Oilers embark to the Twin Cities. And we'll visit uh, Minnesota Wild tomorrow night on 6.30 Chet. Over the weekend, it was the Bakersfield Condors splitting games with Colorado. The uh, Condors have locked up a playoff spot in the AHL's Pacific Division. And for a little more on that front, we'll connect with head coach Colin Chalk. Colin, you're on with Brendan today. How's it going? Doing very well. How about yourself? Excellent, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, your team 32-19-5-5 and five now. I know you're not responsible for the bulk of that, but uh, obviously uh, you know, some time with the team since you've taken over. Recap the weekend action for us, if you will. First a 4-1 loss to Colorado, and then you guys rebounded the next night? Yeah, we had a great response. Uh, you know, finished the first period out, out shooting them 2-1 and, uh, you know, had a two-goal lead. So, uh, you know, lots of firsts with, uh, you know, first pro goal from uh, from Peters and first pro win from Fanti. So pretty uh, pretty pretty good moment there. And, you know, we back it up on, on a Wednesday win to start the week. So 4-6 to six wasn't too bad. Yeah, talk to me about Ryan Fanti getting the start between the pipes in that second game. First, if you could just let us on uh, the decision. Is, is Stuart Skinner just needed a day of rest? Or you wanted to get Fanti in there on the back-to-back, and and what did you like about his game? Yeah, the 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 plan there going into the week when uh, when Stu got the call to go up and uh, back up again was felt like uh, Stu was just needed some rest. You know, it's been a lot of travel and a lot of play for him this year. So uh, you know, we we uh, we put him in his own room and we said uh, Saturday you're gonna you're gonna rest, you're gonna sleep, and we'll see you at game time. So. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work on Friday for for getting the W. But uh, you know, Ryan came in and you know, after he settled down uh, after the first period, he made some good timely saves, and at the end of the day, he got the W. And that's uh, that's what that's what count what counts. Uh, from a coach's perspective, what's it like watching a, a new goaltender integrate with a team like this, especially uh, you know considering how late in the season he joined. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's the communication to the to the players, right, and reminding them that the guys that have been here all year and battled all year that uh, it's the American Hockey League, and we have to win, and we have to develop players too as well. So, you know, that's part of that development process with players coming in at the end of the year, getting somewhat of a uh, uh, sneak peek as to what next year is going to bring. And, and we, we believe as an organization, it's just going to give those players a somewhat of a, a running start uh, next season. And you know, for for Ryan to come in and, and do that, uh, we, we think it was great for him to be able to be integrated here get a week of practice and ultimately uh, play a game and, and understand uh, you know just the pace and, and even just the rule changes on being able to play the puck and the trapezoid and all that kind of stuff uh, different from the college game that was a great experience for him. 
Moving forward here as we chat with uh, Colin Chalk, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, whatever's left in the runway of the regular season, how do you intend on handling, I guess, what's now uh, essentially a three-goaltender mix with Ilya Konovalov in the picture as well? Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's obviously a little bit of a juggle, right? But at the same time, uh, you know, down the stretch here, Stu's going to get the bulk of the games. And, you know, from uh, from who will play after that, you know, it will be basically a day-by-day dis- uh, decision and see how, how guys are performing. Uh, you got to try and keep them all, all fresh. But at the same time, uh, the reality is that there isn't that many games to go. So, you know, we'll do what we can with those other three, but Stu will get the bulk of the games. No Dylan Holloway on either box score. Is he sidelined right now? What's what's keeping him out? Yeah, a little bar injury, uh, day to day, a little bit nagging for him. But uh, you know, he, he's 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 really turned the corner and he's taken a step, and we're really happy with uh, how hard he's playing. You know, and you know, not the that's not the points that he's putting up; it's how he's putting those points up. So, um, you know, he, he'll, we we believe he'll be uh, be ready to go on on Wednesday in San Jose, but it's still day to day. His skating has got to be the one thing standing out to you most, would be my guess, or am I a little off there? In terms no, of his I mean, positive he, he, he can transport. Yeah, he, he can skate, he can transport the puck, but uh, I think the big, the biggest thing, and we've had you know daily conversations with a young player like him saying that, you know, yes, you have this natural ability, but it's, you know, are you stopping on pucks? Are you taking big, are you an airplane? You know, are you taking big turns in the sky and that, that kind of stuff? And, and he, he is a coachable kid. He, he's, uh, he's got great confidence and he's stopping on pucks and he's being hard on his stick and, you know, he's using his body. And I, I think the physicality that he's brought in, uh, to our club uh, has been great. So yes, the skating is is awesome. But you know how are you using those those tools? And he's he's really uh, paired them together well with uh, with some high compete. Chatting with Colin Chalk from the Bakersfield Condors, Tyler Benson really tried to bring that element to the Oilers. Colin, when he was up for uh, his stint earlier this year, do you see a player who maybe looks like they've got more NHL experience under their belt now that uh, Tyler's been back for a couple of weeks with you? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, you know, no matter what level you play, right, when you're playing uh, at a high level and you're not playing a lot of minutes, uh, when you come to a lower level and you're being asked to play more minutes, it's hard to get in a groove. So it usually takes about four or five games uh, for those players to, to adjust to the higher minutes. Uh, and, and, you know, I think last weekend uh, Benny did a much better job of, of uh, understanding those minutes, you know, playing on the power play, getting more puck touches, getting more confidence and, you know, that, that same kind of uh, hard, competitive way which he brought to Edmonton this season, you know, he's continued that here in Bakersfield, which is nice to see. It seems to me that your roster is its so well insulated with a lot of, you know, American League journeymen, but just guys with veteran voices with, that have been around the game for a long time. I think of Adam Cracknell, and, and I look at what Luke Esposito has been doing for, for your team. I think he had the Gordie Howe hat trick in one of the games over the weekend. and You know, kind of a diminutive guy, but I get the sense that he's a real leader in, in the room and, 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 you know, even if not for any other reason than his on-ice play and, and um, modeling that for some of the younger additions to the Condors roster. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think the way the the club was constructed here with a good mix of uh, veteran tweeners and young players, it's uh, it really is a recipe for success. Uh, you know, and, and when you see 
uh, right now with, you know, Holloway, Maruti, Lavoie, uh, Perlini, Samarukov, uh, Broberg, you know, all these players that are out, you know, uh, that's that's when Esposito and Cracknell and, and those types of players have to, to play uh, a little at a little bit of a higher level. They're asked to do more. And, you know, Cracknell plus five and Esposito, like you said, the 40 uh talk about answering the bell. Uh, I, I would say it, uh, it was ringing quite loud on Saturday night. Noah Philp is, uh, as I understand it, joining the team sometime this week. Uh, what will it look like for him integrating into your roster once he gets there? Well, we're definitely going to get him some uh, some practice time uh, first. Uh, you know, we we know that he's obviously an impact player uh, for U of A, and he can shoot the puck. And there's a high level of compete. You know, but we'll get him in the system play and get him up to speed in practice, and then uh, you know we'll get him in the lineup uh, uh, when, uh, when 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 he's needed. And the run for you guys, uh, it looks like a road game here against San Jose on Wednesday and then home for quite a few in a row. Looking forward to the final stretch drive and, and what, do you, what do you hope to learn about the team here as the playoffs draw near? Well, you know, as far as travel and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, we just have that one one little squeaker there in the last week that we got to go up to Abbotsford for the one hitter up and back. Uh, but other than that, you're you're right. You know, the schedule is is friendly as far as travel, but the reality is at this time of year, there's no easy games. You know, everybody's better. Uh, you know, the young guys are understanding what what's expected of them. You know, the veteran guys are playing for contracts next year, and the games are are, are important because uh, you know, you look at us for example, it could be a third place or it could be a fifth place finish and you know that's within a point or two so um you know we're up for the challenge uh and at the same time we have some injured bodies but uh, those are some opportunities for other players to to come in and uh you know show their worth colin appreciate you jumping on here with me and we'll uh, make sure we get to next week's uh, the update the latest on the condors thank you Excellent. Thanks. Have a great week. Absolutely. Colin Chalk, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, again, coming off of a split on the weekend, but heading towards uh, a road game and then a couple of a couple of home games in a row. Should be good. Though, again, the injuries, we didn't talk about uh, Samarukov, Cooper Marodi. I know Bob brought up last week. They're both out longer term. And uh, no Dylan Holloway as he deals with uh, what we now know is a lower body Ding. We'll step out here one last time on Oilers Now. And hey, we've got some time for your input. 7804. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Nine six zero zero six three. The Ashley Fine Floors text line was buzzing with thoughts on Yessa Poyarvi. We'll come back with some of those. to all Oilers season seat holders. Secure your 2022 Stanley Cup playoff seats by this Thursday. Lock in your seats for the playoffs ahead of the public online through your Oilers account manager or by calling 780-414-GOAL. 
we've had some fun today, haven't we? It's funny how things just sort of take on a life of their own, and and one tweet and a response to that tweet, uh, it I guess it all kind of spurred. Ryan Rashog's got a, a podcast with Jason Strudwick, and it seems to me like this is the root of the Pulley-Arvey discussion, but it segued into pretty good radio this uh, this hour with Reed Wilkins jumping on with me. Uh, Rick in the Park says, hey, I love Jesse, but at some point he's got to start cashing in on his chances. If this continues into the playoffs and he's not converting his chances, what do you see the coach doing in regard to maybe shuffling the lineup concerning his position? Well, again, we we highlighted the fact that as far as offensive production goes, Play Harvey's actually the best option right now at right wing, even though he's played 13 fewer games than Kyler Yamamoto. He's only a point behind if you want to look strictly at point production. But uh, as has been pointed out, Play Harvey impacting the game far more than just in the score sheet. Again, you just see him miss a lot of point-blank shots and wonder, this guy could be absolutely unbelievable if he was able to knock a couple more of those home. The Big L is texted to say the play is still pretty young. Lots of time to refine his game. You do forget he's only 23 years old, right? He's actually younger than Yamamoto is uh, because he came in at 18 years old. So it's been five years worth of... Would you call it a tumultuous relationship? Probably. Uh, maybe not so much anymore. I, I think that he's really won over fans. And and again, when he's healthy this year, he's been out there and he's been producing. He's been producing in the fine analytics. If you ask some. JB says, this is the worst take on a player I've heard in a long time. Not sure what the expectation for him was at a million and a half dollars. I would focus more on people like Warren Fogle making twice that and taking 70 games to score goals. Fair point, JB. Fair point. Pooley-Arvey is producing at not very much on the dollar value, right? Every team is going to have, I think, the benefit of some homegrown property where they get a bit of that discount. Right now, that is Pugliarvi. What is he worth to you on his next contract? And if they sign him, I'll guarantee they don't have the money to sign Evander Kane. So now if you're thinking that Kane might be a longer-term fit, well, then you're committing to that over top of a Pugliarvi who... If you're telling me he's as good as you're telling me he is, then another team out there is probably willing to pay three, three and a half, four million for him on a three or four year. I don't know. You know, these are all things to think about. Matt from the park says, do you think if Jesse cuts his stick down an inch or two that his puck handling and shooting percentage might go up? It could be. <laughs> it could be a situation like that. I think, you know, what you're really saying, Matt, I, I agree with you. The posture of Pugliarvi on the ice at times looks awkward. It looks unstable. And when he's then fallen over to a knee trying to convert that um, that shot in the goal front, in the goal mouth, then you start thinking about, well... Is there something like maybe he needs a small... I don't, I'm not going to tell an NHL player what to do with their equipment, but a reasonable thought, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, actual goals are much higher with Pugliarvi and McDavid on the ice as compared to McDavid with any other player, not just the expected goals. Well, that factors into, as Reed was talking about, what Pugliarvi does away from the puck, puck retrievals and that sort of thing. And where I get a little bit frustrated with Jesse is when the puck is treated like a hot potato. That pass is fired off his stick not more than half a second after it landed on his stick in the first place. 
There's a time for that. There's a time where you got to carry it in yourself, and and in some instances, I've seen him be a little bit too deferative. So, or is he benefiting from playing with McDavid? Anybody would, yeah. But if he's out there and pulling pucks out of the corner or knocking the guy off the puck, regenerating a chance, and McDavid's capitalizing on it, then yeah, you see the real impact there. A couple more texts here. The juice. That one's maybe a little bit too long. <laughs> Uh, a great Sesame Street reference here with respect to Mike Smith, Randy, and Brooks. You cracked me up. <laughs> um, different Randy is, is so we were deciding which which goaltender, which Oilers goaltender would be the one to start. Is there another team that's going through deciding which of the one A or one B is going to be the playoff starter? Randy says, "Does LA know who their G one is?" That was the first team that came to my mind. I would suspect though that Jonathan Quick will be the guy. I, I'm not starting Cal Peterson in a playoff series against McDavid and Dreisaitl. I'm I'm just not comfortable doing that. I'd rather go with the experience in that case. But Randy also says, do the Blues know who their number one goaltender is? I was listening to this conversation uh, on the national talk show on the way in today, and, you know, Blues fans are suggesting that it's Ville Husso, and his play this year would indicate that he's won that job. But also Jordan Bennington's, He's been there. He's done that. And maybe that's as valuable in the playoffs when it's about keeping composure and that sort of thing. This texter says Jesse has uh, cement hands. Todd and Bonneville says Jesse's confidence and timing was significantly higher earlier in the season than after the slump and his injury. His timing got off and his over-enthusiasm to produce isn't helping his confidence. Love the smile when he's cooking, says Todd and Bonneville, but it's just a case of gripping the stick a little bit tight. Cheers to a great game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that take, Todd. Yeah, I mean... A, a player in the early going of this season, Playarvi was, who you thought may actually reach that 30-goal potential where he was cashing in. He was, he didn't have what I would consider to be firmer hands right now. Uh, they were a little looser, a little easier going. Bob's made mention in the past as well. Like this, Jesse might be a player who really needs to be at full health in order to be firing on all cylinders, and he did have uh, an injury hiccup at some point this season. So. If he's still catching up on that, maybe he's, uh, you know, still rounding into form in that sense. But to me, to me, this is a player who more or less, this is what you can expect at this point. And if you're happy with that at one and a half million dollars, and that's great. And if you think that maybe there's an avenue, I guess, for Kane to, to increase your ceiling in the years to come, then maybe Pugliarvi's a guy who the team has to let go of. Right now, though, he's playing alongside the, the best player in the scoring race, the best player in the league, as long as you're not asking anyone from Toronto. So, there you go. Jesse has to use his big booty, says this texter. He needs to a lot be a lot more physical for his height and weight come playoff time. You've seen him use it in different situations. Playarvi's never going to be the one to flatten you in the corner by dropping the shoulder into you. But he, he really boxes out so uniquely. And so I, I think that that almost, you can sort of see where his strange skating style and the way that he boxes guys out in the corner. I don't know. He's, he's a polarizing player. We know that. Playarvi can't think the game with Connor, this texter says. Connor is saving him. Please trade him in the offseason. Trevor says, uh, oh, Trevor watched a bit of the Masters. 
Cam Smith with a mullet and a 16-year-old mustache. <laughs> well, he came second, didn't he? Or third? I don't know where Smith fell to. He fell apart on hole 12, though, on the final day. Um, Edmonton Quibbs says he just found out Fogel makes twice as much money as Pugliarvi. I don't think he's worth a penny more than Pugliarvi, let alone twice the pay. Clevin needs to go. Can't be... Uh, he, or rather, he can be part of the trade for Ville Husso when St. Louis goes with Bennington. That's an interesting take, Edmonton Quibbs. That's an interesting one. I don't know that St. Louis is going to be all too keen to give up on Ville Husso the way that things have shaken down this year. Well, that's just that's just my theory. Okay, tomorrow it is the Oilers and the Minnesota Wild on 6:30. Chad Bob will be back here to tee it all up for you, starting at noon. Later on tonight, Reed Wilkins has inside sports. NHL hockey on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy will hop on board. So will. University of Denver forward, maybe you've heard of him, steal in the fourth round of the 2020 draft, Carter Savoy, national champion with the Denver Pioneers. And Savoy had the overtime winner in the semifinal to get them to that game where they won 5-1 over Minnesota State, did the Denver Pioneers. St. Albert's Michael Benning, lifelong friend of Carter Savoy. Benning picked up uh, MVP of the Final Four in that series. Benning is a, a Florida Panthers prospect. So all around should be a great conversation with Reed later on tonight. Again, 6 to 8 on 6.30. Ched, remind you that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, you can go online, royalpizza.ca, or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Also to this day in Oilers history, big one in 1987. It's uh, brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers playoff road trip? Register now for a road trip with the Oilers for the playoffs. You can call or visit newwesttravel.com. Yari Curry, Mark Messier scoring twice. The Oilers beat the Kings 6-5. They went up 2-1 in the best of seven first round series. One of eight consecutive wins. Edmonton went on to knock off the Kings, then the Jets, then the Red Wings on route to the Stanley Cup final against Philadelphia. Always fun. Thank you for texting in. I will be back tomorrow on the other side of the glass. Chris Gardner was there today. Thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate that. Jalen Nye will take things over uh, for 6.30 Chet Afternoons after Rob Breckenridge has it from 2 to 3. Right now, we'll send it off to a Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brendan Escott saying so long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chet.